0: Who are you? Uh, Okay, then. Ron Wolfley. Ron Wolfley. What is up? (laughs) Witchbuster. Extraordinaire. Love that guy. Luke Lipinski. He sounds pretty good.
1: He sounds pretty articulate. Wolf and Luke. 98.7
2: FM. Arizona's sports station. We are live from the Dignity Health Arizona Cardinals Training Center. It is the Wolf and Luke Show Week One edition out here on a Tuesday after a long weekend. Wolf, uh, as I mentioned, it's the first week of the NFL season. Yeah.
1: Man, I cannot wait right now. Good good morning, onions Yes indeed. The Wolf and Luke Show. Here we go. Week one of the National Football League, man. I am all jacked up. I'm sure you're jacked up as well. We've been talking about this forty-eight hours, man. Forty-eight okay, a little over 48 hours, right? A little over 48 eight hours. Thursday hours. is coming, and what a game that is gonna be. The Buffalo Bills and the Los Angeles. Rams, here we go. I'm distracted because Kevin Durant's arguing
2: with people on Twitter. But Wolf, I got to get to this before we even start the show. You realize to this this show technically, I guess yesterday technically was the one year anniversary of our show. I did not, as a matter. Of you remember of the first the first show prep we ever did was out here at the Dignity Health Arizona Cardinals
1: Training oh, Center. Remember we were in that, right. that tiny like closet. Wow. Back there? <laughs> Yeah, no, that is that is blowing my mind right now. But, man, once again, not as much as the football season. Happy anniversary, Luke. Boy, it, it sounds weird to say that. Did, Happy anniversary. Yeah, I, I wasn't going to call it that. Did uh, you yeah, me anything? You know what? Uh, strike that from the any, logger. Any,
2: any one year of the... Uh... I
1: did not get you anything, as okay, a matter great. of fact. That's good. And you'll like it.
2: <laughs> uh, well, look. That worked out last year. You go into week one and there were questions. There's always going to be questions, right? You go into week one against Tennessee and there were some questions. I feel like I have more questions this year, honestly, Wolf. And I don't mean about the team for the season, I mean going into week one, just because they were so adamant about not playing, guys, and yet now we have all these injuries. Or do we have injuries? Is Cliff just kind of being secretive? We'll talk to Cliff. He's going to join us later on yeah. the show. He's going to join us uh, basically every Monday after games this season. That's why we're out here, partially, is to talk to Cliff. So we'll we'll get our first one of those sessions in with him today, later on, as we head into week one against the Chiefs. And what a team to start your season against Yeah,
1: <laughs> unbelievable, man. The Arizona Cardinals are going to the Kansas City Chiefs, Pat Mahomes, Andy Reid. Without Tyreek Hill, what is that going to look like? They're trying to simulate an awful lot of what they did with Tyreek Hill, of course. Trying to open things, uh, open things up for Travis Kelsey underneath. is going to be very, very interesting to watch that. What is going to happen, man? I mean, this is a different NFL, of course, ladies and gentlemen. It's not 1985. You don't feel like you come out of preseason You come out of training camp with a good feel for a team and how a team is going to do. Week one as well. Week one in the National Football League. Luke, if you're going to see an upset, it's going to be in week one. True. You're going to see it, and, and I think a lot of it has got to do with the fact that you're coming out of training camp, coming out of the preseason, where a lot of the starters do not play, not just with the Arizona Cardinals, but other teams as well. It's team by team. There's no doubt about it. Listen, Patrick Mahomes, this is a great team to actually talk about right now in regard to how they go about preseason. He's played in the preseason yeah. significantly.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, that that's, that's the thing. He probably I played more than I would play a a player of his caliber but I am, and I guess this makes me old school according to you and Zo you cuz you guys are both in the same area and you both say no this is the old school way of thinking and maybe it's true I would have liked to have seen at least some of the Cardinals that are going to be playing on Sunday play a little bit. I sure. think a Simmons, honestly, comes to mind. If you're going to ask him to, to, wear, to wear the green dot and the first time he does it is with Patrick Mahomes lined up against him and, and there's something on the line, yeah, I'd have given him like two series. You, I, you know, know. I, I,
1: listen, I'm with you on that, though. I am. I'm, I'm talking about, from a corporate perspective, from a team perspective right now, this is the way a lot of the coaches are handling preseason. You want, do you want reps? I as a player individually, I would want raps. Oh my gosh! I would feel so weird, are you kidding me? Going into week one without a live rap
2: That's why Mahomes was out there, right? I mean, there's no way he's
1: out there for Andy Reid unless Mahomes signed off on it. He, well, I, I think he wanted to be out there, yeah. and the reason why I think he wanted to be out there is because he's got this new receiver room. He does. He's got Juju Smith-Schuster, mm-hmm. he's got Marquez-Velda-Scantling, and he also has, of course, McClendon, Call don't call him Mecole, call him McCall, McCall, he's got McCall Hardman, now listen, Hardman he's worked with, the other two guys he has not, that, and I think that's, that's why Cardinals. he wanted to be out there, and I think it makes sense. That to me is, is the same as the Cardinals
2: in the sense that, okay, yes, Kyler has worked with Hollywood Brown, but it's been... Three four years now, uh, you're going to be relying, I would think, on some level, on Andy Isabella or Greg Dortch at least in week one. Rondale Moore, it's not like it's not like Kyler and, and Rondale have been on the same team for ten years, and this is just like riding a bike when they get out there. I don't know. And, you know, I I can go either way on I'm, I'm putting your quarterback out there in preseason, but I'm just I'm a little nervous for this first game because seemingly none of the Cardinals who you're going to ask mm-hmm. to instantly flip the switch on Sunday. Have have really done much of anything in an actual game situation. I honestly wolf a lot of these guys haven't even been practicing.
1: Yeah. Marcus Golden I haven't seen him in a month. Yes. Where's uh, Marcus no, Golden? I listen, where is Marcus Golden right now? And who knows what's gonna happen? Um, it appears to me as though he's just not going to play. We're not gonna see Marcus Golden that until great. he actually gets a new contract. We'll have to wait and see on that one right here. But this is fascinating to me, the Kansas City Chiefs, and one of the reasons why Basonians is because the Arizona Cardinals, I believe, have the ability to mimic what the Kansas City Chiefs have done. With Andy Reid, of course, and Pat Mahomes, and the high-powered offense, and a defense that is built around that high-powered offense right now. The Kansas City Chiefs don't have a great defense. I think right now, the Arizona Cardinals are going to have to prove that they do have a great defense. They're going to have to prove that because most people are looking at it, especially that secondary, that quarterback, cornerback room and the edge they're looking at it as though that is a massive detriment to the Arizona Cardinals defense and we'll have to see how they play. I think that's fair but it's interesting both teams are built in a very similar kind of way. It's all about the offense and the defense plays off that.
2: Yeah and I I wonder if this game were in week four let's say and this is pointless speculation to a certain extent but I feel like the Cardinals defense is going to be better in week four because Isaiah Simmons is going to have a couple games in that role. I assume Zayvon Collins is going to continue to get better. I would assume Marcus Golden is back by week four. I'm still hoping he's back by week one, but he hasn't practiced in over a month, so even if he is, he might not be Marcus Golden. I just assume the Cardinals defense is going to be better, at, at, at least for the first month or so as the season goes on. But this also might be the best time to catch the Chiefs because of what you just said. This is their first game without Tyreek Hill. Now, let's be clear. Patrick Mahomes has played games without Tyreek Hill before. And I want to say it was against the Raiders last year. He had four touchdowns in like a quarter. Like, it wasn't even like an issue. But... It is going to be different for the Chiefs. So maybe the best time to catch them is their very first game before they've worked whoever into that role.
1: Yeah, I honestly think this could be a shootout because of the offense. I expect the Arizona Cardinals' offense to be high powered this year, even without D Hop. Now we'll have to wait and see how that goes because hopefully this is going to be an offense that is going to be built around the fact you're not going to have DeAndre Hopkins. For six weeks. Cliff has been talking about this very thing, as a matter of fact. The fact that he felt like he let the team down because he didn't alter the offense the way that it should have been altered. I think Cliff was taking a bullet for a lot of his guys. I think there's no doubt about that. that. But at the same time, he is culpable and he knows it. He is. Is that going to be the case this year? I don't think so. I think they're going to build an offense that can survive without DeHop, hopefully. I still think this is going to be the strength of this team in the first six weeks of the season. We'll see how it goes, but it's fascinating.
2: To to me, and we'll get more into this during the show, but it's, it's more than just, hey, can you survive six weeks without DeAndre Hopkins? You've had five months to prepare. Now, Hopkins is a great player, but DeAndre Hopkins isn't going to play on this team forever. So if you can't if you can't with the talent you have come sure. up you know, with a plan over the course of five months. What are you going to do when Hopkins retires or isn't here in two years, whatever? And whatever he's not a Cardinal, this this is not ideal to have to play six games without him. Obviously, but you should be able to survive at least offensively. Now, what that looks like record wise is different because of who you
1: play. I got about eighteen more things we got to talk
2: about. That's good because we got a little over three and a half hours for you to talk about. And when we come back, though, we got to talk some baseball. D backs continue oh, yeah. to be on fire. This feels like baseball. <laughs> (laughs) At its finest, is it? That's next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. I'm going to say we are 123 hours away from the the start of the first game wolf yeah 123 hours a little less than 123 hours okay 123
1: right. hours right there okay that is uh why did you do that why did you actually look at that, that last spot said we we're counting down I so see. i wanted to do the there math. we go
2: but i had to do long division on this piece of paper for the first time since like high
1: school so i could be wrong okay beautiful
2: but we are going to uh, we're going to talk Dbacks right now because they keep forcing their way into the conversation.
1: Uh, where do you start? Where do you start? It, that's that's the question. Is, Honestly, I'm looking at these stats. Uh, here, here's the one thing: uh, everyone listening right now, you know this, right? Everybody listening right now, everyone that loves baseball and likes the Diamondbacks, or maybe even love the Diamondbacks, where do you start? When you, when you say the Diamondbacks, where do you start? Where does your mind go? Because I think it's different for a lot of people. I
2: think you have to start with Zach Gallen right now. At least I See, do. See, I
1: cannot do it. I, I'm going to go with the collective. But go ahead. Well, you say, you say Zach Gallon. The
2: collective is interesting because now I think that's changing. But yes, we start with Zach Gallon right now because he's now up to 41 in the third consecutive scoreless innings. He is two-thirds of an inning short of tying Brandon Webb for the franchise record. Dominant. Five. That next game for Zach Gallon is going to be in Coors Field. You know, there was some debate. Do you run him out there in the eighth inning against the uh, the, the Brewers the way he was pitching? Um They they've been pretty consistent with Zach Allen not letting him go more than seven innings, and maybe it was the right decision. But as far as the streak, I think it would have been easier to go out there and pitch the eighth inning the way he was pitching than to have to wait five days and then
1: start cold again this time in Coors Field against the Rockies. We'll see. You know, for me right now, Zach Allen. Okay, you want to get myopic? We'll go myopic. We'll go with Zach Allen and his forty-one and a third scoreless innings that he's stacking up right now. We'll go there on this one. I, it's It's incredible. Uh, one of the things I love about Zach Allen is he, he does have the talent, ladies and gentlemen. He's got that God given arm talent. He has that right now, but it's his brain. It is his brain that I think is making him the effective pitcher that he is. The effective ace that he is. A guy that is only going to get better as he continues to develop. I don't think this is the, the ceiling for Zach Allen right now. I don't I think Cy Youngs are on the horizon for Zach Allen? I really do believe it. Is this a Cy Young type stretch that he's in right now? Yeah, I, I don't think there's any doubt about. It. Even Vegas has him up to number four yeah. right now in the odds. Somebody, for the Cy somebody Young. sent us that he was. He <laughs> how, went about from, that? how
2: about a, a pitcher on a team that is you know twelve games below five hundred a few weeks ago, or, you know, a month or so ago, uh, that is just kind of you know there's a story here, but nationally it's like who's thinking of the. Defense? backs a month and a half ago and now Zach Allen's up to number four and the stretch he's put
1: together (laughs) you can't argue with it he's not giving up any runs but to me once again I think it's his brain I I think it's the way he mixes his pitches up Um, yeah there's no doubt about it of course the battery and the fact that you've got your catcher who's calling play uh, strikes he's calling pitches excuse me as well Um, you know for me yeah it's a collective there's no doubt about it the scouting report that goes into it of course course you sit around you talk to scrum you talk to you talk to everybody tory you get a a game plan going in there's no doubt about that but it's got to be the brain the brain of the pitcher that is the ultimate bottom line, and he is. And he is pitching because he's brilliant as well.
2: Uh, here's Zach Gallon on Sunday after his performance against the Brewers,
3: just evaluating his performance. Honestly, the first three innings, I was, it was hard for me to get into a groove. Um, didn't really feel like, like had a great feel for anything. Kind of was pitching behind the count. Felt like, yeah, just kind of spraying fastballs. Um yeah, just kind of those first three innings, and then I uh, just tried to make adjustments, you know, on the fourth, and just try to attack and get back in the zone. Um, but yeah, those first three innings, I was definitely uncomfortable. Um, so yeah, just, just tried to stay in the strike zone more.
2: Funny, Wolf, because we had him on a Friday and he told us in his previous start where he went seven innings and gave up two hits and no runs. He never really felt all that comfortable in that game either. So what happens when Zach Allen starts to feel comfortable on the (laughs) mound? And to your point on the Cy Youngs, Brent Strom has brought this up a couple times. When he took the job with the D-backs, some of his pitching coach friends around the league looked at him and said, if you can't turn this guy into a Cy Young winner, you have failed. (laughs) And I would say so far so good. He's on the right track at least.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I would agree with that. Again, and I just love the the mentality that goes into it so much of the time we're all mesmerized with the physical and why not of course we're talking about professional sports where the physical is obvious when you're playing football you're playing hockey the physical is there right in front of you uh, you're playing basketball as well the raw athleticism that is there it's it's obvious even in baseball watching guys with the kind of talent that we've seen especially on the diamondback team especially with with the youth on this team right now, the raw athleticism and speed that we're seeing in the game of baseball, you typically don't see that. And yet we're seeing it. And I look at Zach Gallen. I look at him as a pitcher in the raw physicality behind how he goes about pitching in a, in a major league game, and yet it's the brain that separates pitchers so much of the time. It's it's the soul that separates a pro, a professional athlete so much of the time, regardless of the sport that he plays. It's fascinating to watch Zach Gallon in this scoreless stretch right now and beyond. One more from Gallen on Sunday,
3: talking about breaking the team's scoreless streak. Well, I mean, at this point now, I mean, I'm, I'm right there so i might as well try and see what the deal is <laughs> i mean i feel i think i'm only an inning away so i might as well you know just try uh that yeah, would be pretty anticlimactic though if if, if it, you know but whatever yeah i mean at this point it's like i said with the with this the other streak that i had you know i started my career it's like if i got there i earned it you know there's some good lines that we faced and yeah so um but like i said my my jobs have gone throughout zero so it kind of falls into the, the line of you know doing my job
2: WHAT <laughs> You know he he really hasn't shied. He hasn't taken that stance of like what streak. I don't. What are you talking about? Like right. he's been pretty candid about it. Well, if he's again, he's at forty one and a third. Brandon Webb's at forty two. So if he gets through the first inning against Colorado, he's going to set the team record. The all time. I mean, baseball has been around forever. The all time major league record is fifty nine by Oral Hershiser. So he's not going to like break that in his right. next outing. But if he goes out there and does what he keeps doing of another seven innings, seven scoreless innings. I mean, we're going to be starting to talk about. The the greatest streak in baseball history. That'd be a few starts away. Obviously, the franchise streak would be uh, impressive enough, but this is not just like, hey, did you see Zach Gallin? He had two good starts for a team in the middle of the standings. We're talking about something that is potentially historic here, and he just seems totally unfazed, and that would flip it to this wolf. Yesterday, you put Ryan Nelson out there, and you think, <laughs> okay, yes, we had Zach Gallin, and that's great, but Ryan Nelson, I mean, he's, he's never pitched a major league game. Can we just get a few innings out of him? How about seven shutouts from him in San Diego against the Padres.
1: Stop it, Ryan! <laughs> what are you doing right now? I mean, honestly, you as you were watching that game, were you not like just blown away by this kid in his competitiveness? Um, I, think about this, Basin audience, right now. Ryan Nelson in his major league debut became only the second pitcher since 1901 <laughs> with seven plus scoreless. Innings pitched, seven plus strikeouts, and zero walks in his Major League Baseball debut. Think about that for a minute. 1901, the last time. That a kid that was making his debut did that. It's unbelievable. And he gave up the hit to jerks and profar
2: to start the game, that double. Okay, here's your first batter in the majors, kid. He gave up a double. Good luck today. <laughs> and he only responded, Wolf, by getting the next 17 batters out. <laughs>
1: like, it's just on. amazing, honestly. The kid was electric, guy. Uh, it wasn't like he was pitching against the Pittsburgh Pirates. No offense to my brother Craig and his Pittsburgh Pirates. Boy, do they stink right now, my bro. <laughs> Um, (laughs) 467 runs scored on the season. That's dead last in Major League Baseball. It wasn't like he was pitching against a bad team. It wasn't like uh, he had all sorts of run support. He did not. That's why I loved what I saw from Ryan Nelson. You want to talk about going out and competing? I mean, he he pitched the the vast majority of that start with a one-run lead a 1-1 lead. It wasn't like he had all that run support. It was against, to your point, the Padres. Who need games right Who now. Need they the have games to right win these games. The Padres and the Padres have some pretty good guys with Adlado. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I like how you went to the baseball radio voice there early on a Tuesday morning. Well, Padres. The other thing is, is throwing this out and we'll get back into D-backs later on, but you know, I by my count, they have eight true rookies on this team right now that are that are contributing. They actually have more than eight rookies on this team this year, but eight that have like contributed significantly in the last week. Boy, has Stone Garrett done anything? lately? Like... Who... Pencil him in for two hits every time. He who put him are in the you? Lineup. Every game. Oh, Stone, we got to fit Stone in there. Uh, Yeah, can you fit the two hits in there? Because he's going to give you two hits every single time he plays. All right, uh, text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. We come back. The Cardinals' first injury report of the season gets released tomorrow, and it's going to say a lot. We'll explain next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. (laughs)
0: Hi, this is Jalen Thompson, and you're listening to 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. They think Jalen Thompson has become one of the best safeties in football. Dumps it off near side, and it's picked off at a 30 by Thompson, running it back near side, 20, 15, 10, 5, he died for
1: the pylon. He's an silent assassin, man. He doesn't say much, but he's always kind of thirsting for an hour since he got here. I think he is the most overlooked player on our team. Wolf and Luke, talk Cardinals now.
2: All right, welcome back. It is the Wolf and Show oh, out here at the Dignity Health Arizona Cardinals Training Center as football season gets going, Wolf. And we, uh, we have Cliff yeah. Kingsbury who's going to join us towards the end of the show. You know, Paul Calvisi's
1: joining us here shortly <sighs> as well. Paulie. Were you appraised of that? Uh, as a matter of fact, I was. And I was for it. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> wow, I actually said, yeah, let's get Paul. Let's get, that, that's, that's, get Paul. That's how
2: you know it's football season. Wolf is in an especially giving mood. Guy. Uh, you know, the thing that is, there's it's the start of the season, we were just talking about this during the break, there's not many games when you look at the schedule that I see in week one, okay, yeah, this team's definitely going to win. The only one I could really feel confident in would be Baltimore, probably playing the Jets, probably. Uh, maybe Denver over Seattle. Like I could pick these games, but yeah. there's not anywhere I'm like, right. oh yeah, 98%, this team's going to win. So, there, there's a lot up in the air going into the first week of the season as usual. With the Cardinals, it feels like there's even more up in the air because... For a team that didn't play a lot of guys in the preseason, they sure have a lot of guys with question marks next to their name right now. Wolf, And, and we don't get the official injury report until tomorrow, so we can ask Cliff about it later. I'm, I <laughs> don't know how much of an answer he's going to give us on some of these. But this is not one or two guys. This is Rondale Moore. This is Zach Ertz. This is Marcus Golden. This is, I still see a cue next to Rodney Hudson's name, J.J. Watts.
1: Kind of important
2: guys for Week One against the Chiefs.
1: <laughs> yeah, it really is. Uh, when you think of the collapse last year, some of the names you just read off were right in the middle. Right in the middle, I think of that. Uh, That last third of the season, the Arizona Cardinals played, and the fact that they were so bad down the stretch. um, Rodney Hudson, I think they missed him horribly. I know that, as a matter of fact. J.J. Watt, there was a guy they missed. DeAndre Hopkins, there's a guy we all know they missed. These guys are team leaders. Mm -hmm. These guys are leaders, and we don't think of D. Hop that way. And you should, because you're wrong if you don't.
2: I didn't think of him necessarily that way in Houston, because I just who knows? Right. What do I know about the Houston Texans, the ins and outs of how they do things? At that point, Wolf, the Houston Texans didn't know anything about the ins and outs of how they did business. But since he has gotten here and you hear some of the stories, and I've you know I've heard them from you and Yeah. This is a no. guy you gotta
1: and we saw it last year when he wasn't there, they didn't look like the Cardinals. I love it, man. D Hop. One of the things I appreciate about him the most is he will walk that sideline as a wide receiver who you don't really think, man, they're locked in, they're intense, they want to hit somebody He will challenge some of his teammates, and I absolutely love that because I know he's challenging himself and expects so much already out of himself and his standard. But having said that... Well, he just shows up everywhere, too. Remember the Josh Norman-Cliff thing last year, and all of a sudden DeAndre Hopkins is just floating into frame in the background? That's exactly right. Um... Going forward, right now though, here's a team that you know um, it embraces the moderate training camps. We saw that the Arizona Cardinals, and then it, Cliff played very few starters. I would say a handful of his starters right now. How in the world did this team get so banged up? Now I get it. You can you can go out and you can practice and you can pull a, a groin. You can you can tweak a ham. Yeah, I understand that stuff like that can happen. But man. And there's a lot of guys with a Q, a question mark, going into this game. It blows my mind.
2: Here, I'm going to throw some of these uh, these these cuts from Cliff yesterday at you. And this this is just the updates. And you know, there's not much of an update on some of these guys. But yeah, those names I just rattled off that wasn't even accounting for DeAndre Hopkins, who's obviously not playing. That wasn't accounting for Antoine Wesley, Jonathan Ward's got a Q next to his name. Max Williams, obviously uh, Antonio Hamilton. Like that, that's like the next wave of guys behind the 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 first stringers I was talking about that all have cues. This is Cliff. Yesterday he was asked, uh, let's start with a, a J.J. Watt update.
1: Cool. Same deal. Yeah, still working through it all. Same deal, okay. Thanks, sorry. Boy, that doesn't. that That's, doesn't sound that doesn't good from Cliff right up. there. Uh, okay. I'm going to let you, okay, when Cliff comes in here at yeah. 145, okay. right, we're right. going to talk to Cliff Kingsbury right. at 145. I want you to ask him all the injuries. All of the injuries? <laughs> that sounds like a horrible deal do I want you to do me. that. You, know, you just go down it right there and yeah, we don't know. Yeah. We, we don't. What if that was every question I, I asked? I, seriously. I'll ask about what, be.
2: then you ask something. I, I'm
1: leaving it up to you. I, I'm counting on you right now. As a matter of fact, the entire basin is Really be counting okay, on no, you that's, that's to great. ask those questions. Is he gonna play or is he not gonna play? Doesn't
2: it feel like a <laughs> weird interview if this is how it goes? Okay, Cliff, oh, down. That, Cliff, right. is JJ walking to play? I'm not telling you. And then Wolf's like, Hey, what do you think about running more 12 person? Okay, and then back to me. Cliff, is Zach Ertz gonna play? I'm not telling you. Oh, the Wolf's like, so good. Hey, what are you gonna do with it? like? You're gonna hey, ask the depth questions. I'm gonna ask right. the
1: same question over yeah. and over. Uh, no, that'd be great right there, especially if we had the wheel of fortune sound right there, spinning it right there. Hey, what? Oh, look, J.J. Watt, Cliff. What are you going to tell us about J.J.? Is he ready to play? (laughs) We should should get a wheel in here, and that's how we'll ask the questions.
2: Let's see, Cliff. This one says, what about Rondale Moore? I don't know if Cliff
1: would really appreciate
2: that. I I think he would just laugh and not answer our questions and eventually leave. Uh, But this is how he answered the questions with the media yesterday. Okay, so I gave you the J.J. Watt update, which was
1: nothing. How about uh, Zach Ertz? Same deal. He'll be like like junk. He's going to be day-to-day. I think Wednesday will be a big day to see how he feels when we get back out there. Junk being Marcus Gold. Not just, oh my goodness! Not I junk. love the way you're reverse engineering this. You're literally coming back. He, he's saying stuff obviously that he's already answered. Yeah, well, this he's is been this a is so stream of consci-
2: consciousness for a month.
1: Now, oh almost. my goodness! This is great. Yeah, same as junk. So he already answered a question about junk uh, and what
2: was happening with him. And I don't know if we have the junk one. Here. Oh, I don't see the junk um, one. But we got Rondale Moore. How about a Rondale Moore okay. update, Cliff?
1: oh he's he's doing better he did some stuff today um I expect him to progress throughout the week and so hopefully he'll feel feel good by, by Sunday but, but he did more today than he had been previously and, and looked fine
2: oh that sounds like a yeah <laughs> baby pencil him in for 17 games there we games, go
1: then. oh man Rondell Moore is playing I feel I feel really good saying Rondell well, Moore cons- is going to play considering the
2: baseline was we'll see and with Rondell Moore it's like hey
1: he's doing better Boy, so that that's, is. that's, that's so, are there is is there anyone else you wanted to actually point out and highlight uh, anyone would cue next year Jonathan right Ward.
2: Somebody asked Cliff about Jonathan Ward if he's 100 percent. Close. <laughs> close. Okay. Well, that, was, that wasn't even a full second. That was a okay, half wait second a second Wait You an know answer. what?
1: Honestly, when I hear Cliff say that, close, I'm going to put that in the positive category. <laughs> uh, immediately. One word answer, and he said close. They need I, He didn't seriously. have to say close. He didn't have to he say close. He could have said but, something else. He could have said it's the same as Golden. We're still trying to figure that out. (laughs) I mean, maybe he could have said that right there. I, I think, listen, is this gamesmanship from Cliff Kingsbury? Yes. Yeah. And why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you question everything that is out there about your players and trying to make the other team believe they are not going to play? I just
2: wouldn't hold them out longer though than they need, and I'm not saying they're doing that. But with with none of these guys playing in the preseason, like I want a full week of practice for these guys. Otherwise, I feel like you're tricking yourself as much as you're tricking the Chiefs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well,
1: I, I honestly, I think you know Cliff for the most part wants to be surprised himself on game day. <laughs> I think I, maybe that's going on. Right. No, well then, if is, that's the case anything goes on Sunday. Hey, listen um I, I think this is gamesmanship this is what I think. I think he learned from Bill Belichick. He's learned from many other coaches as well. I think it's gamesmanship going on right now. I'm not going to provide you with any certainty whatsoever as to who is going to play and who is not. And once again, I come from the same vine, man. Why would you tell anybody that? I, I don't care if he tells
2: us or not. He doesn't have to do that. But I, you couple that on top of a preseason where most of these guys didn't play, and it's just... It's interesting to me, Wolf, that I feel like I have a better read on teams out of this city right now for week okay. one. Than, okay. I, have a, I feel like I have a better read on the Chiefs for this game than I do for the Cardinals. Okay.
1: I, I'm with you on that one. Can I just say this right now? If there's one guy, if there's one guy I am hoping and praying Marcus is going Golden. to play. No. Oh. Is going to play. It's Rodney Hudson. You better yeah. believe Rodney Hudson his right now. Oh, my goodness. What is, Rodney Hudson's going to go out there and get his first live rep in a game? Against the Chiefs. Chris Jones? Uh, You're not playing
2: Chicago God. in week one. or de- Even Detroit's better now. I don't know. You're not playing Houston in week one. And what if he isn't? That, oh, my goodness, goodness. Chris Jones. Again, these, num- these names, Rondell Moore, Zach Ertz, Rodney Hudson. You don't have DeAndre Hopkins. Max Williams up in the air. Antoine Wesley. Jonathan Ward. Marcus Golden. J.J. Watt. Antonio Hamilton's not playing. Like, Chris come on. Jones.
1: Ladies and gentlemen.
2: Uh, all week this week, we are sending you and your Wolf Pack to see the Cardinals take on the Raiders in Vegas. That's week two, courtesy of Circa Resort and Casino. So just text Vegas to 620-620 and listen for your name anytime during our show. And that's, you know, coming up. That's <laughs> counts today. Plus, qualifiers are going to win tickets to the Cardinals' home opener on Sunday against the Chiefs. No big deal. You know, just while you're qualifying for that Raiders
1: game. How about you just go see Cardinals-Chiefs? Chris Jones has got a queue next to his name, too. Interesting. Uh,
2: that's Vegas to 620-620. We come back. What should we expect from the Cardinals? as they gear up for the opener. We're going to ask their sideline reporter. Paul Calvisi will join us next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. <laughs>
1: Hi, this is Zaven Collins. You're listening to 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.
3: I've seen a lot of maturity, taking ownership of things, demanding things from others, not suggesting things, I would say. Great
0: open field tackle by Zaven Collins. He read it, he trusted, and he made the play.
1: When he fires and he's not thinking, you can see that athletic ability and that size really on display, and then he just has to keep doing that. Let's go! Let's go! Wolf and Luke. Talk
0: Cardinals now. Yeah,
1: it is Wolf and Luke. Luke out here
2: at the Dignity Health Arizona Cardinals Training Center as we gear up for week one of the season. By my count, just over 122 hours away from opening kickoff Cardinals Chiefs. <sighs> and we're coming up on, well, I don't know, what time's the game tonight? Five, so we're like 55 hours away on Thursday from uh, from, from Bill's
0: Rams. Luke, there are two kinds of people oh boy, in this boy. world. Go, right, right now, Besey's here, by the way. And only two kinds. Those who are regular season ready and those who are not. Based on Wolf fumbling through his notes over there and already being a little frustrated and pounding the table, I'm guessing Wolf isn't Polly, quite regular season ready. Paulie, I got a lot of notes over here. What I got a, a lot look of how stuff many notes going he has. on look, right the, now. this honestly, Paulie, I've got one piece of paper Paulie, over here. Paul, you know, what, I have, paralysis is, by overanalysis. Oh no, Paul, and it's you know only what, honestly, Tuesday.
1: That's because Paulie likes to be sideline superficial. Okay, <laughs> Paulie, let, <laughs> let me let me ask you this <laughs> question right now. Superficial, When you man. think, Paulie, when you think of the Kansas City coming to town to play the Arizona Cardinals. Paul, week one of the NFL season,
0: where does your mind go? It goes to the preseason. It goes to Patrick Mahomes getting a lot of reps. And I mean a lot of reps. Okay? It, it's a Cardinals offense and defense, the big guns, the big names that took the preseason off. So what does that mean? Doesn't mean anything. I think, Does it mean anything? Think about this. I mean, guys, you're going to ask for, James. You know, oh, give us a prediction. Nobody knows. Nobody saw 7-0 and coming last year. Nobody saw 10-2 and coming last year. Nobody saw losing five of your last six coming either. And we certainly didn't see the result in week one at Tennessee a year ago.
1: And nobody wanted to hear your prediction either, Paul. <laughs> no, that's right.
0: But here is the difference that I'll throw out there between last year and this year and the opponent and not playing your regulars in the preseason is that Mike Vrabel did the same. Mike Vrabel didn't play any of his big names or his big guns yep. a year ago. Everyone sat out. A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, right? Remember the Cardinals put the who into Julio, and there's Derek Henry, and he was a non factor in Ryan Tannehill. None of those guys played in August of last year, and it showed. They looked like it. Now, this time around, I mean, Patrick Mahomes played a lot. His last preseason game, he led a pair of 12 play touchdown drives. Travis Kelsey stinking played. So, what does that mean? If anything, see this is you just hit on my
2: greatest concern for this game because we talked two months ago. I've been like, yeah, you know what, the Cardinals at home they they they've had a lot of success in their openers with Cliff and Kyler, and certainly I think they are the sort of team that could sneak up on the Chiefs in Week One. But for me, Paulie, it changed when Patrick Mahomes started playing in the preseason for what you just said. When the game starts on Sunday, he's going to be going. Like He's not going to be like, oh, wait, okay, give me a drive or two to get going. So how confident are you that the Cardinals, who all of a sudden have a lot of injuries, too, without playing anybody, are going to be ready to go right out of the gate, or is it going to take them a couple drives? Because if it takes them a couple drives,
0: this is not the right team to give a head start to. As good as the Cardinals have been in the opener the last couple of years, Patrick Mahomes has been better. Mm -hmm. Did the Cardinals win two years ago at San Francisco? Yes, they did. That was the COVID year. Nobody's in the stands. The NorCal wildfires, there's smoke everywhere. It was surreal, right? And the Cardinals win, and then it got even better last year, as we just talked about. Over 400 total yards against the AFC number 1 seed. Okay, but Patrick Mahomes in his career is 4-0 in week one with 13 touchdowns and no interceptions Oops. and a passer rating of 134. So no one's been better. Here's the difference. And you know what? I don't think it's too early in the season for a hot take. Not a hot take. Are okay. You ready for this? Is it coming from you, Paul? <laughs> the absence of Tyreek Hill. Could it be akin to the Cardinals missing DeAndre Hopkins? Who didn't turn off their phone, Cal VCC? I'm not regular season ready. No, Paul. Could it be as crippling to the Kansas City offense in terms of not having an identity minus Tyreek Hill that the Cardinals found themselves last year in that quandary minus DeAndre Hopkins? And guess what? They don't they just don't know it yet, that they are missing an identity on offense and they're going to be dysfunctional. and It's going to take them a couple of weeks to figure it out. And guess what? The best time to play Kansas City, time will tell, will be week one. Yeah, no, you know what, Paul? Wait a minute. Will be week one? What are you saying, Paul? Are you saying you're, that you're making
1: a prediction? that they'll and get so better is, over the course of the season better? Kansas City's okay, offense minus Tyreek Hill. yes you know honestly you know what's interesting about this the number one thing I think of when I think of the Kansas City Chiefs coming to play the Arizona Cardinals <laughs> is the fact that these two teams are similar yeah they are in terms of their strengths the offense is the strength of their team. You look at the Kansas City Chiefs, are you kidding me right now? With Pat Mahomes, of course, that new wide receiver room, that's going to be really interesting to see how they manage that new wide receiver room with a couple of four three guys that are out on the field. And Hardman, of course, and uh, Valdez Scantling, you got Juju uh, Smith-Schuster as well. A, a lot of hyphens be, on that team. You've got a lot, a lot of hyphens, and not only that, a lot of speed over the top of guys that are going to work the middle of the field, like Smith Schuster, like Travis Kelsey. And you know what? The Arizona Cardinals, very similar as well. They've got some speed over the top of guys like D Hop when he comes back, of course. you got some guys like Zach Ertz working the middle of the field. You've got some guys, Andy Isabella, Greg Dorch, guys who are running four threes over the top. It's going to be really interesting to see how how this game shakes out because the Kansas City Chiefs defense, you want to talk about pedestrian, they're pedestrian, even though they play off their offense. I think the Arizona Cardinals are going to have to learn how to do that as well. Play
0: off their offense and not the opposing team's offense. All the concern and consternation over the Cardinals cornerback situation. Have you seen the Kansas City secondary? It's not great. Minus Tyron Matthew, a lot of rookies, Trent McDuffie in there getting his first regular season action. He'll be targeted. They're going to test him. So I'm curious to see what the back half of Kansas City's defense is all about. We know about Chris Jones and Frank Clark. Okay, we'll give them that. But they have a second year inside linebacker calling the defense for the first time, and the secondary is inexperienced and unproven. This, this feels like a game where each
2: team's going to be in the 30s, doesn't it? I know it never works out that way when it feels that obvious, but this feels like a 35-31, 38-35, whatever. Uh, Paulie, I'm going to throw some names at you, okay? Oh, boy. Now no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set DeAndre Hopkins aside, because we've known he wasn't playing, and he's definitely not playing for the first six weeks. But okay. of these names that are either questionable, or a couple of them are out, J.J. Watt, I'm a, I just want you to pick one. Like, okay, I can I can have one back for the, the game against the Chiefs, okay? okay? mm mm-hmm. Uh, Let's see. You got uh, Max Williams, Jonathan Ward, Antoine Wesley, Rodney Hudson, Zach Ertz, Rondale Moore,
0: Antonio Hamilton, Marcus Golden, J.J. Watt. Any any of those well, seem important? 1A would be J.J. Watt. 1B would be Rodney Hudson. Okay. And I say J.J. Watt just because... Uh, I'm going to flip that. <laughs> and, and, and I knew you were. <laughs> right, exactly, Paul. But it's what J.J. Watt just does for that sideline. And and, and, and uh, Rashard Lawrence confirmed that in the most recent Big Red Rage. You just feel that much more confident. You feel tougher as a defense when you're walking in with 99. And Rodney Hudson, I don't know. Do you want your first real action of the entire season against Chris Jones? Uh, are, are we sure that Sean Harlow might not be a little more battle-tested right now?
1: I, honestly, Paul, what is going on there? I have no idea, but I, to your point, it's one of the reasons why I would say 1A is Rodney Hudson, at least in my world, because of Chris Jones. That's one of my big questions going into this game, something we're going to talk about a little bit later, Paulie, but can the Arizona Cardinals block Chris Jones? Can they do that? Because that, to me, is the greatest disruptor, Going into Sunday's game, the Kansas City Chiefs have... Especially up the middle.
0: Yeah, a year ago, right guard was a liability. It was, and it plagued the Cardinals all season, right down to the playoff game. Yeah. That, that was the biggest shortcoming of the entire game. I thought. Well, the play of the quarterback, obviously, but right guard it started though, probably. Yeah, that yeah, right guard, and, 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 and one beget an, begets another. Exactly. The quarterback loses confidence Indeed. in that position, so now you got to wonder. Instead of right guard, you think you shored that up with Will Hernandez. What about center? To Wolf's point, that would be worse. Yeah, and you don't want <laughs> to see your quarterback rattled from the get go.
2: No, I don't remember having this many questions just about personnel heading into Week One. We'll see. Maybe it works out. Maybe they beat the Chiefs. That'd be a great way to start the season. Polly thanks for coming in, man.
0: You guys were were oddly respectful of each other. Well, until I just realized I gave Wolf all his questions for the Cliff interview <laughs> segment he's got over here. He basically rifle just cut and pasted all my questions By from earlier that I, you know, I will expect wow.
1: that every week now, Paul. <laughs> thank unbelievable. you, thank you, Paulie. I mean, I thought
0: Maloney was the one loading uh, the prompter for Wolf. This. Now, you now, Paulie, prompter. How,
2: actually- how about this? We're having Cliff on later on in the show, Polly. Yeah. And and Wolf's suggestion was, I just ask him about all the injuries with all my questions, and then Wolf will ask him about, like, fullbacks or whatever
0: with his. Classic Wolfly allows you to do the heavy lifting every time.
2: Yep. (laughs) All right, we come back. There's a big opportunity ahead for Trayvon Mullen. Is he ready? We're going to find out. That's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.